Hey y'all, before we jump into today's episode, we would like to invite you to a special event we're hosting on May 30th called Women in Whiskey. Join us for an adult field trip filled with Southern fun at the Jack Daniels Distillery right here in our home state of Tennessee. Get ready to learn while sipping. We will be taking a private tour of the distillery, enjoy a barbecue lunch on the beautiful hillside, and partake in early happy hour with cocktails provided by Jack Daniels as we listen in on a conversation with women who work in the industry. The conversation will be led by yours truly, your hosts of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Learn more about the event at steelmagnoliaspodcast.com. You can grab your tickets there and we cannot wait to see you on May 30th. And now on with the show. Laura Beth. Well, I am still uh, in a hard cast, so shopping is not an easy thing these days. Well, and that's too bad because Father's Day's coming up, and it's almost Christmas in July sales that oh, are happening. Oh, yes, so, yes. so yeah, it's been a challenge. I did um, because I am in a member of the Crown Rewards of Hallmark. Because I got you signed up. Because I you told, told you, me to. That's an amazing program. I get free shipping. So I've ordered the Father's Day card. It has arrived. Okay. I didn't know you could get free shipping, though. Because I always go into the store. So well, that's awesome. Now I've just kept you from <laughs> spending more gas money. That's true. Uh, yeah. So I've gotten to dad a Father's Day card, but haven't landed on the gift idea. Well, good for you. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. If y'all aren't, we're not getting paid to say this, but if you're not in the Crown Rewards program at your hallmark they do a lot of specials in fact since february they've been doing what they call free card friday so you can get a free card every friday i don't know if they would ship it to you though i've never gotten that i've never done that because i think you you do have have to to go go in in, i think for that which because of covid19 they were closed for march and april and most of may so i've gotten a couple of them since february but yeah that's an awesome program so so fun and then another sale i will not get to participate in in June, but it is a great one. There is a um, company out of Marietta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I think you pronounce it Glory House. Yeah, it's spelled funny though. It's not house like you would think house. H A U S. Yeah, Glory House. Glorious so they Glory House. do all these fun um, Christmas decorations, collegiate um, yeah. gear, different things like that. I would say mostly. Um, like for the kitchen or the, like there's all different tea towels and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Real cutesy handwriting. If you and, know, you know, like you, if you have a, a Christmas ornament from this group, you probably are you like, know them. oh yeah. Yeah. Um, they do a warehouse sale. Um, it's coming up this week, actually, Wednesday, June 17th from 12 to 8 and then Thursday the 19th it's a longer day it is from did you say this was Marietta Georgia yes okay good 8 to 2 on Thursday okay bring your own bags they don't have any bags for you they have a few um carts but you may or may not get a cart so just know that that's an issue BYOB bag (laughs) that's right yeah um but really good prices um very significantly marked down um, 
but well, lots of lots of cute things. I wish we were in Georgia this week. No, so, so that would, that's a good one though. If y'all can, if you're in the area for sure, or want to drive to the area, it's True. a good sale. Yeah. Well, lucky lucky us, we are at the table, not with just. A guest. Yeah, not just with ourselves today, but with a guest. We are so excited to introduce you guys to our friend, our new friend, yes. Laura Roberts. Laura was introduced to me actually from someone I went to high school with that she is related to. Right. And um, I just was so excited to get to know you because thankfully, Sarah, shout out to Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She recognized <laughs> that we would be kindred spirits. She did. And in the just couple of instances that we've gotten to spend time together, she was right. We certainly are. Yes. yes. Right. So we invited Laura here today to talk about linens as she has a wealth of knowledge in all things Southern, but we wanted her to focus on linens today just because that's a particular, I would say, passion area of hers. It is. So before we jump into all that, um, Laura, why don't you just tell our guests a little bit about you? You're obviously here in the Nashville area because you're here with us at the that's table. Right. So um, we didn't fly you in for this one. No. <laughs> First class. Yeah. First class and hotel accommodations to fly in. No. I live right here in Nashville. I have lived in Middle Tennessee since 1997. I married a Tennessee boy. Oh, I grew up in Mississippi. I'm a seventh generation Mississippian. Wow. But I married a Tennessee boy who lives, who grew up right around the corner from where we are recording here in okay. downtown Franklin. Okay. So sweet. I know it is. Um, downtown Franklin is just so charming. It is. Yeah. We've had several people, even if they had an awareness to Franklin before listening to the show, we've convinced them now to the, come to Convince come visit. them to come. Yes. Well, y'all should all come. Yeah. <laughs> you will love Franklin. And Nashville is great, too. Everything about Middle Tennessee is great. We have just these beautiful rolling hills, and there's just so much to love about this area. So if you are not from around here, you should. Y'all come. Y'all come. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if y'all can't tell her voice, in her voice, we thought even just for that reason alone, we could have Laura come and talk about anything. (laughs) Anything. (laughs) Read the phone book. Read the phone book. There's a stereotypical uh, kind of expression where you can read the phone book. But, um... But you do, you do love all things Southern. Um, you are a collector of many things, specifically linens. Yes. That so is one of my favorite things. Just talk to us a little bit about maybe how you first got interested in linens, kind of what drew you to that and anything else that kind of, I don't and know, even just caught about your you. eye. Yeah. 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 Well, so, um, part of why I'm probably so interested in linens is I am the, only female in my home. Mm-hmm. I have a husband and two boys. I have mm-hmm. a 15 year old and a 20 year old. So I'm the only lady in my home. <laughs> so I don't have anybody else to girly things up with. Yes. So I think that that's one thing where I, that I, one reason why I'm gravitate toward Southern things and these things that you think of as very stereotypical typically feminine Uh I love those sorts of things because I don't get to share that with anybody so I have to just do it all for myself it's like playing Barbies by yourself you know (laughs) I did that I know (laughs) so um I inherited linens from my grandmother and a great aunt and an aunt okay 
just a mishmash of some better than others, some kind of those funky 1960s Vera printed linens, mm. um, some kind of not so posh, but maybe hand embroidered linens, more kitchen linens, kitchen towels, all the way to really fine jacquard, um, mm. beautiful damask linens mm. with hand monograms. Wow. And for the longest time, I never used them. They just sat, you know, my mother gave it all to me. Um, and now that she's gone, I have uh, the remainder of, of everything. And for the longest time, they just sat in a box in a plastic bin. As And I will talk about plastic bins in a little bit. I have a lot of thoughts on plastic bins. Okay. We will get to that down okay. the road in talking about linens, but I'd kept them in plastic bins and never used them. And the stains just stayed. They stayed folded as they had been folded when they were given to me. And at some point in time, I guess just to <laughs> metaphorically play with Barbies because I had Legos and um, Transformers when my kids were little, you know, all that <laughs> stuff around, I think I just decided to get them out to start looking at them and sorting them and seeing what to do with them yeah and it really just kind of flowed from there because I had to educate myself on how to care for the first step was just how do I get the stains out how do I wash them yeah well then that starts kind of a domino effect of other questions that you end up having well then how do I iron them after that and how do I store them after I've ironed them and how do I etc etc so I had to just teach myself, and I'm by no means an expert. I don't have any training in um, historical antiquities or anything like that, southern decorative arts or anything of that nature. I'm just kind of a home-trained person. I love it. But I've just learned a lot, and now I love to collect and buy more, and I've added so many more linens and so many more than just napkins and hand towels. I've added all kinds of stuff to my collection. Wow. Well, I love that. And I love that you're saying that you don't have maybe a degree in something like that, but I see some pretty large books that you've read on your own that you brought over to show us. Yes. So sometimes that's the most fun person to talk to because they don't have the snobbery, if you will, of, um, just being a know-it-all That's about true. a subject. That's but right. You and do I'm, know a lot. I, I well, and I, but I'm always willing to learn more, and I love talking to dealers, places, and that's one thing I'll always say. Anytime you're shopping somewhere and you talk, you're talking to a dealer, ask them, start picking their brains. Most antique dealers love to share what they know. They love that you're interested in what they know. That's where I've so learned true. a lot of what yeah. I've learned also is just talking to at like the Nashville Antiques and Garden Show or a, a dealer just at a booth or at a small antique mall or something like that, if you happen to see them, talk to them. They're not proprietary about their information. They That's love so that you are complimenting them on what they have in their space. They're flattered and love that. Yes. And if you just say, how do I, what do I do with these once I get them home? What should I, if lipstick gets on them are they ruined yeah they love to be able to say absolutely not you need to do blank buy blank and and they'll just fill you up with knowledge that's so, so that's true. um always we'll just ask. tap into your brain i love to I ask some questions too. okay great well i'll just pass on what i've learned <laughs> well, what i want i'm curious kind of to know from laney or from your perspective like what do you usually think of when you think of linens because i want to make sure i'm kind of on the same page too 
like fabric wise are you I don't well, know like kind of, I, what are you what's your initial yeah, that's a great question um I am thinking when I hear the word linens I'm thinking of like higher quality um ta- uh, kitchen bath and bedroom fabrics Cotton. So, <laughs> yeah. so it could yeah. be see, true linen yeah. which is made from flax correct yes. but it could also be cotton to me or I'm, silk I'm lumping yeah. things Beautiful, like i have that. a beautiful silk tablecloth um, right. that i bought at yeah. an estate sale so so i'm not really talking about the, the lovely true. hester and cook paper i'm talking yeah. about the yeah. lovely fabrics yeah yeah when i reference linens i mean all of it in for me personally i'm yeah. talking about just anything that's fabric yeah okay doesn't matter the material now I will say I really don't buy anything that has synthetic fabrics Mm -hmm. in it I'm not a fan of a like a napkin with a synthetic fabric Mm -hmm. so everything I've got is a natural fabric yeah so when I personally am talking about linens I just mean anything fabric I have linen linens Mm -hmm. I've cotton linens yes silk and then you can have some that are a mixture of one or more of those. And, you know, I don't know how I'd even know that necessarily. I know that the tablecloth that I've got, I know is silk. But, you know, some could be a linen-cotton blend. And yeah. I might not know it. But yeah. Have you experimented at all with bamboo linens? I have not. Okay. So that's kind of a new hot thing. It is a new hot and thing. And it's real eco-friendly. Okay. Because it grows It's so fast. renewable. So that makes sense. That's, you know, why it's so eco-friendly. Any Southerner that's ever had, you know, we've all got, if you may, it may have been in your yard or I guess it's not just Southerners, but I feel like I see this a lot in the South. On the perimeter of somebody's property, you see bamboo going wild and the dad or the mom or whoever loves to do the gardening is always out there fighting with that bamboo because yes. it's yes. going to take over. it grows so fast. It grows so fast. And it's they don't use pesticide on it. So that's another reason it's real eco-friendly. So I have mentioned before some sh- some sheets that I use in my massage room that are bamboo. And the beautiful thing is oil comes out real easy. Oh. So I love them for that. That's right. But still my favorite favorite is linen or cotton. Yeah. Well, love... for bed linens, I would like to try the linen linens. Mm. They're, you don't mm. iron them. They look very kind of slubby. And I mean, it's more for a, probably a modern home because I guess they might look a little more kind of unkempt because sure. they're linen. Yeah. Sure. I guess you could iron them if you wanted. But, it would last um, for one I've day. Seen them, that's right. I've seen them at Restoration Hardware and places like that. But I'm sure you can order them from Amazon. And I know a million places have linen sheets but that is one thing that you won't probably i assume i would never find vintage or antique right king size sheets because they that's so true i'm sure there were very large beds a few but essentially they were kind of what we think of as full size yes or three-quarter size i have a bed in my home that's a three-quarter size i had to have a mattress custom made for it oh because it's wow. well they weren't yeah. standardizing yeah. sizes back then yeah so linens modern linens don't fit on it great it's because it's a look it's bigger than twin uh-huh. but it's a little smaller than full size i've always heard it called three quarter i have maybe two. somebody else knows um wow i guess it's three quarters of a full size bed maybe <laughs> i just now thought about it i've never even thought about why it might be called that but i bet that's why <laughs> So I've just always heard them called like a three-quarter bed. So I do have to use modern linens. Now, for a full size, you could find vintage and old. And 
the quality of that old cotton, I will say for sheets, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead what y'all, of y'all, what y'all wanted to talk about. I love buying antique bed linens and use them where I can. That's awesome. So typically that's going to be more of like in the full size range. Yeah. But the pillowcases, I mean, just that a lot of it is just really fine imported Egyptian cotton. Yeah. And they have no labels. You'd never know it because it was before they, you know, um, Wim Sutton, Canon and whatever stitched in labels. It was, it predates that. You're talking the 30s, 40s, 50s, you know. But the quality of that cotton, there is nothing like it. I mean, you go in um, and touch modern linens, and they don't hold a candle. I'm sure. So the first thing I'm thinking of then is, okay, you find this beautiful set out at a sale. you got to bring it home and wash it, right? Correct. So talk to us maybe a little bit about maybe just an initial wash. You're just wanting clean, and then maybe talk about maybe some stain Right. Sort of methods that you've come across. So initial wash, just put it in your washing machine. I like, I have got a couple, several products that I use. Okay. Tell I us use, about those. Oh, yes. All right. And you can get them off of Amazon. So I've got two that are really my favorite. One is called Restoration. Okay. And I guess it comes in a, um, a little plastic canister. It's a powder. And the other is called Retro Clean, and it is also a powder. I've ordered both from Amazon. Okay. But you may be able to find them other places. Are they both like a liquid soap? They're powder. Powder. They're both powder. Okay. Okay. They're both powder. So for anything that's vintage or antique, when I put it into the clothes washer, I use that. Okay. I don't use my regular. Okay. Whatever. Um, And I will do just a first wash just to see what happens i mean yeah. obviously you yeah. want it to be washed even if it were pristine and unstained you obviously want it washed anyway so just go through the machine with a first wash okay and then are we talking like gentlest cycle possible gentlest, okay. gentlest. Okay. and i will tell you the other thing i really i would love to have a clothesline yeah i do not use my dryer for very much really anymore these days okay. it's terrible for it the, is terrible for these things I'm it, but it, you know reading. it I is it's say, terrible I'm saying for I'm reading because I always do them in it the is it's very hard on them but mm-hmm. you know once I started and here's where I'm saying the dominoes start falling you know once I started thinking about how hard it is on linens vintage linens I thought well but why would I want my nice tops or something like that i mean it's hard on just expensive leggings that you paid a lot of money you know yeah Yeah. just it's It's true it's very hard the dryer is very hard on clothing Mm -hmm. so i now have all of these fancy um drying racks they're like gigantic they're like wings you flap them up and i dry probably 80 to 90 percent air dry of my wash these wow. days, not just linens. I still will air dry. I mean, I still will put in the machine, you know, um, socks and foundation garments um, and uh, that sort of thing. But most clothing, I air dry. Do you think your so neighbors would just like scratch their well, head? Well, I have an HOA, so they probably would. <laughs> That's joy. I was thinking. Like, but you know, I would love to just show them. And you know, you can go into any Martha Stewart where she talks about. Um, linens and Martha Stewart has fancy um 
clotheslines at all of her properties, but I, well, I, I don't think say, my HOA would appreciate it. I think there's <laughs> nothing prettier. I may be crazy, but I think there's nothing prettier than sheets flapping in the wind I agree. on clothesline. True. I it's agree. It's so, so pretty to me. Well, and it kind of irons them because yes. the weight, um, and that's another thing. You have to be, if you're going to air dry linens, it needs to, if you were going to hang it on a line like mm-hmm. that, you need to make sure you, you tend to want to dry it flat. So what I'll do is I'll take out a white sheet and this kind of goes back into the cleaning. I'll put a white sheet out on the grass and I'll put my linens out flat oh. because when they're wet, the weight sure. would Pulls. pull. And so if it has that little fine hand embroidery or trims, yeah, you might so weaken true. those threads. Um, and Goodness. so you kind of accelerate so um, its life expectancy yeah. if you were to hang them out on a clothesline. Okay. We do idealize that, but, um, sheets, I think you could do it on, but smaller things I would, I lay out flat. That okay. makes sense. Well, and there's a beautiful thing that the sun does with smell too. Yes. So freshening things. I love and... sun bleaching. That is definitely part of cleaning linens. Okay. I don't really do that for clothes. I just put them on one of those rat drying racks that I buy off of Amazon for clothing, but for antique linens, you know, hand towels, placemats, napkins, pillowcases, that sort of thing. I, first of all, take out, you can buy just an old king-size sheet if you don't have one at Goodwill. Just put it out on the grass on a sunny day this and just brilliant. stretch all those linens out, everything from a hanky, which I use hankies, to again, to talk about linens. I use little linen handkerchiefs as intended. Do you I really? keep them in my purse Love and it. use them instead of Kleenex. And I've bought so many over the years, you know, if they get stained or you give it away, you know, you can buy them. You know, you see them in an antique mall for 3 or 4 or $5, but you can get them in a state sale for $0.50 cents or a dollar a piece. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I'll just wash those. So everything from hankies to... Bigger linen items, you just put that sheet out on your grass on a sunny day, and then you just lay all of those linens out on top of that sheet. Brilliant. So brilliant. And the sun just bleaches right down. It just works it. And it kind of irons them, and it sun bleaches them, and um, it's just, it's, sun bleaching is definitely part of cleaning linens, in my opinion. Absolutely. And it's funny, we even copy, you know, there's all these candles out there that are fresh cotton. Yes. And they're trying to copy the <laughs> smell. Just to put your that. things out in the sun. That's, That's right. Just do, just put them out there and you can get that. <laughs> so what do you do if you, whether you had it at your own home and you had a spill or you inherited or right. you purchased something? Or I've washed, I've done the first wash and I see that the stain didn't come out. Yeah. So let's say I bought some napkins. I've washed them in my washing machine. I've put them out to dry. They've sun bleached, but they're still stains. I haven't really done anything extra to them. So my process then, I get a big stock pot. I've got a big gumbo pot because I make gumbo every Thanksgiving do. Eve. <laughs> future like, episode, spoiler oh, alert. Oh, that's a future episode. Just talking about gumbo can be a whole episode <laughs> if you're into Southern cuisine. But I have a really large gumbo pot because I serve 20 plus people every Thanksgiving Eve for gumbo. Love it. So you boil water. But I don't want to put them in boiling water because I don't want it to be too hard on them. So you bring it to a boil, 
turn it off and let it start cooling. Okay. And then that's when I would put in my retro clean and I'm going to go back to retro clean or um, restoration, one okay. of those. Okay. But it's going to be more concentrated because it's a smaller amount yeah. of water. Yeah. And you go ahead and dilute that in there. Like yes, you're I just it, go ahead. You don't uh-huh. put it in after you... Um, I put it in before I drop the, the lens. Correct. Whatever. Right before. Uh-huh. Okay. So let it fully dissolve, but it's not boiling anymore. You've let it cool maybe, I don't know, 15 or 20 minutes, something okay. like that. I just don't want it to be a hard boil because that can be hard on fabric too. Thread, yeah. So, but I still want it to be pretty hot because that will help. Mm-hmm. So, uh, put that restoration in or the retro clean and you just drop them in there. And it is amazing how you start seeing stains almost immediately in the water. That water looks murky. Wow. Almost instantaneously. Wow. I know. It's so satisfying. It is just, <laughs> I mean, the things that make us happy, you know? know. It's so true. <laughs> it is so satisfying. A hard day's work right I there. I tell you. Oh, my gosh. There are people that are driving around listening to this, and they're thinking, who on earth have they got here? Now, this may be a dumb question, but do you do, like, let's say you have three stained items. Do you do them all one at a time? Oh, good question. Can you put three stained I just put them in all in together. together. Okay. Yeah. I just put them all in together. Assuming they're at least similar in color. Like, right. you wouldn't put, obviously, a... Correct. So, okay. um, then I start, once they've soaked, I really want that to soak until it's the water's cool until you can really stick your hand down in there. And then the process is just, I hand rinse it kind of like an agitator would just under the water, just Mm -hmm. in my hand and rinse it out. And I go back to the sun bleaching and I do that whole process again. And hopefully that will get the stains out. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yep. Well, you're a strong proponent of use the linens. Use. Yes. Right. So, I was reading on a blog you recently wrote about how you've been using some of your um, bathroom towel linens. Yes. And not just for when family's around, but I mean, really putting it out for your guests. Yes. So I, in some of the linens that I inherited, it was a stack of maybe two dozen hand towels of varying, some were white with little embroidered flowers or monograms. Some were colored and kind of had little floral sprays, little colored floral sprays on them. Different, different things. Some were really large. Some were quite a bit smaller. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what the difference is between, you know, you see um, on a registry, you see hand towel and fingertip towel. I assume fingertip towel is smaller. Yeah. But anyway, so they're all different sizes. And so um, I... Just, it struck me, you know, you go into someone's home, and I did this for years, too, and never really thought about it. You have people over. You entertain 20 people. Yeah. And you go, but you go into someone's home, and you wash your hands after leaving the powder room, you know, on your way out, and there's that towel there. (laughs) That's... Laura's facial expression just kind of... (laughs) Kind of turned down a little bit. That yeah. towel. Yeah, that yeah. towel. And it's sitting there kind of crumpled and plainly damp. And mm-hmm. this was before COVID and people were <laughs> really spooked about germs even more so. But I would go in to someone's bathroom sure. and you'd think, mm, you know, and I kind of just shake well, your hands shake dry. Shake my hands dry. <laughs> 
And so, or you would go in and you would see a beautiful linen, monogrammed, antique-looking hand towel, yes. pristine there, and you would but hate to dare. be the person to crack the seal on Absolutely. it. And like, oh, I hate to. They have ironed that. They've I'm ironed that. My That's hands right. On it, yeah. So the the you know the most one of the most obvious solutions is is those the paper ones you see, right. and you can get those. You can order them from Caspari, monogrammed, and they come in a thousand very chic patterns. And I've done that. And that's great. But it occurred to me, I thought, why am I not putting out a gigantic stack of hand towels? So I started buying more and more and more. And again, retail, it's kind of like the hankies. You would expect to pay at an antique mall three to five, six, eight dollars mm-hmm. for an old hand towel. If it's, you know, something larger and French, you might pay even more. But you know, typically that would be what you would pay, but in an estate sale, they're a dollar each. And if you go on the last day of the estate sale, half price day, even cheaper. Yes. So I started buying and buying and buying, and I have now a stack of what must be at least is that fifty? Don't I'd y'all think I brought 50. I Look. brought them out of my powder room um, for them to see. There must and be. And I love that they're not all the same. They're like, not all the same. Some so of them are fun. quite large. Some of them are very small. There's white, there's butter yellow, Wedgwood They're blue, so pretty. mint green. Some have monograms, some don't. Some have monograms some... that are not Laura's monogram, Oh, most y'all. of them are not my monogram <laughs> at all. I just, I buy them. But you know those hand monograms, you look at them. And I tell you, when you're at an estate sale or an antique mall or garage sale, wherever, flip that napkin over and look on the back. And that's mm. where you can really tell the difference between a machine monogram and hand monogram because you can see where the threads have kind of crossed over and you flip it over and you look where somebody's done the leaves I mean and you just it's not perfect and you Uh don't want it to be perfect because it shows that it's bespoke it's not a machine because a machine does things perfectly but when you find something that's done by hand it's just so charming that is so really it really is so I love I'll buy them that aren't my monogram at all. And, and, you know, they are conversation starters. You know, so sometimes people will come out of my powder room at a party and they'll say, oh, my gosh, I just got a hand towel that was my grandmother's initials. I literally had that conversation about a year ago when I was entertaining. So it's just fun and sweet. And so what I do when um, I'm about to have people over is I will dampen the first one and throw it in a little waste basket that I've got there right by the sink so that, I've kind of salted the pot brilliant. <laughs> so that, that they know, <laughs> Truly. they know, I, I think that they would know by seeing the stack, but that definitely tells them this you're is supposed okay. to take one, you know, and throw it away, you know, and then now you do, it does take more time afterwards. Now I sure. don't wash linens every week or iron them every week. I do enjoy ironing too. And that's, we'll get to that in a minute, but Sometimes I save them up a month or two. Yeah. Particularly yeah. ones like that that I'm, that don't have stains because right. all they've There's done is oil gotten, sitting in oil, it. Or, you know, yeah. They haven't been in a you know a coal mine or anything like that. <laughs> right. They yeah. just dried clean hands. Yeah. yeah. So they shouldn't have any stains. So I'll just wash them immediately after. But I have a basket in my laundry room of things to be ironed, and I'll just get to them eventually. Yeah. And I do that. Once every few months, I'll go through and iron. Do you just do all your linens at once? I do. Ironing? I do. Okay. Yep. Well, you know what? I mean, even though it's mostly we're doing this for charm and for the story that it tells, but it's even better for the environment if you're it's not true. throwing a bunch it's of paper. It's way better for the environment. Stuff in the 
trash. Absolutely. All, you know, collecting old things in general is far better from for the environment mm-hmm. because you're not buying something that's been shipped to a store. It was the, the natural box, resources. The wrap, right, that's the- right. The natural <laughs> resources that it took to make it were made a long time ago. And so, yeah, there's no yeah. shipping. There's no, um, you know, you don't have to wonder, like, if it was made abroad, what were the practices in the factory like? You right? don't have to worry about things that's like that. That's a real thing now. It wow. is. That is so, so true. you know, you really eliminate that. And if that's something that you care about, um, that's definitely one of the major things, benefits of buying something like old linens. Wow. Now, I have a question. Do you use vinegar at all? I do. do ever? I've heard of people doing that, but... Vinegar is great for reducing odors in everything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So... I keep a spray bottle of vinegar. Sometimes if I think a hand towel has gotten you know, a eh, little musty smell, you can yeah. just spray some vinegar on it and put it out in the sun. Okay. And sun bleach Somebody that. spills gravy on the tablecloth. That's right. You can, uh, some, and I have several things that I try. I use OxyClean also sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so I've got all kinds of okay. things. That, and of course, my other, one of my all-time favorite products is it's a bar of soap. You've probably seen it at the grocery store. It's usually way up high because most people don't use it. It's called Fells Naphtha, and I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it, F-E-L-S hyphen N-A-P-T-H-A, I think is how you spell it, Fells Naphtha, and it's a bar of soap, it's large, and it's kind of yellow in color. It is a magician for removing stains. So what I do is Fells Naphtha. I'm getting it. Well, I used to make my own clothes wash with Fells Naphtha soap. 20 mule team borax and arm and hammer super washing powder i don't use that anymore because they say i'm not sure you're supposed to use it for he machines and i do have an he machine okay. but um i want a speed queen for my next set i've heard I that's the way to well, i go. want that next but anyway we're getting to that we'll get there um so you just wet that bar of fell snap the soap and just rub it on anything that has a stain antique modern doesn't matter okay and then throw it in and it's better than i think it's better than any of the stain removing sprays and i don't use bleach at all or okay. um fabric, fabric softener, softener. Okay. Yeah, okay i've heard those are not i think they're a little the too, rough. Yeah. too okay. rough so um, and hot dryers like she mentioned weaken fabric it they causes do. shrinkage yep. it's like yeah, many of these things that I do are no, are big no's. Well, I you know, once you go down Lessons the rabbit learned. hole, you know, the linen rabbit hole, <laughs> you start um, wanting to care for them, you know, like your right. babies. And sure. then I have this fancy Rowenta steam iron system. Okay. And um, it's it's very hot, so you need to be careful with it. But um, I use a Rowenta iron. Okay. okay. Martha uses a Rowenta iron. So okay. I did my research. So, okay. Yes. So that's your good. go-to. That's right. Well, and I'm just thinking, you know, maybe if any of this sounds intimidating, maybe get some stained linens from give it a try. A garage sale mm-hmm. that aren't so um, uh, generations sen- old in your own that's family. Right. So you're not. As, that's right. Yeah. And I'll tell you, go to Goodwill and always go over to the drapery section. That is a great way to get tons of yardage. Of sometimes vintage fabrics. Now oh sometimes it's just modern fabrics, um, and but if you just need a a tablecloth for a 
you know, watermelon cutting party that you're going to have outside, then just right. even modern fabric would be fine. But sometimes you can find, you know, vintage from the 1950s and wow. 60s drapes four panels. Well, think of how many yards that is. Wow. So if you wanted to turn those into tablecloths, I can sew a little bit. I can sew enough to stitch together two drapery panels. Yeah. That's about all I can do. But some of you who sew, or you could give it to a friend who sews to have them finish it all for you. But that's a great way to turn, you know, vintage. But, you know, you could turn a vintage tablecloth, like a Christmas tablecloth, into a Christmas tree skirt. Yeah. Or, you know, so again, even if you can't get stains out of it, still don't throw it away because maybe you could turn, if it's a Christmas tablecloth, maybe you don't have enough to turn it into a tree skirt, but maybe you could turn it into a stocking and cut out the part that's stained and use your vintage kind of holly printed tablecloth or maybe it's got holes in it. Now see, the other thing you got to worry about is storing Ooh, them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Talk to Storage us about those plastic bins. Yes. So plastic has done many wonderful things for us as a human race. There are people that have knees that are made out of plastic, and I'm sure plastic has saved many a life. But plastic is not the friend of your paper and your linens. Okay. Because it doesn't breathe? It doesn't breathe and plastic off gases. So if you've got old photos, old scrapbooks, do not store them in plastic bins. So much to do Thinking with my house about. right now. Well, Larbeth and I just had eye contact because that's exactly where my things are. Yeah, they did. They, their eyes just locked like, yeah. oh, in no. plastic because it won't let it get wet. But obviously it can't breathe. That's right. And if you got, if you I happen to get like a moth inside, it would mm-hmm. eat it up between yeah. then and the next time you got it. And I've heard horror stories of that. Somebody opens up a bin and somehow a moth had gotten folded in with it. If you happen to clean it and maybe you didn't thoroughly clean it, you thought you did, or maybe there's a little food on it being in there all kind of, or if maybe there was heaven's a little um, dampness, mm-hmm. those are going to be ruined. Yeah. By the time you open that bin again, they might be molded or, you know, mildewed. Oh that makes perfect sense. So plastic yeah. is not your friend. So for, what do you put yours in? Well, I will, I don't get, they don't even know I exist, but I've ordered from them. I will give you all the names if you want to post it. I okay. have several, um, I did some research. So for me, kind of the gold standard when I was researching was what do museums do? Like what oh. would, you know, the Museum of Modern Art and, you know, museums. Yeah. What would they consider okay. storage that's appropriate for paper and fabric? So um, there are several websites that I've found. Okay. You can get, basically, essentially, there's acid-free, but there's some other kind of um, standard that they've got, and I can't remember the name of it. It's like, it needs to be like RD480 or something okay. Okay. verified or something well, like we'll that. we'll put a link. Which means, yes, and I can't remember it off the top of my head, okay. but... Um, and they come in all different sizes, some of them like big wedding dress size all the way down wow. to, and it's for paper and fabric. Wow. And that's how you need to store yeah. it. And yeah. But, you know, temperature matters too, so don't keep them in a wet basement. Sure. 
and or hot attic. Hot attic is yeah. probably the you biggest culprit here mm-hmm. in the South. My yes. Oh my gosh. So Many true. a hot attic has ruined. You know, you see those curled black and white photos and oh, that sure. sort of thing. Yeah. So all of that needs to come out of those hot attics and go into an acid-free box was, from a museum place. That's right. <laughs> I was just thinking. You know, we have cold winters and hot, hot, hot summers, and it makes for good bourbon, but not for good storage. Not for good. Else. It's not a friend to those old pictures or old oh. love letters from World War Two from your oh, grandparents and yeah. that sort of thing. Wow. Um, so the last thing on storage on linens is. And I've seen this quite a bit on ones that I've bought at estate sales. You will find that they are so gauzy thin, the Mm -hmm. material, and they've been folded. And you find holes along the place where the fold was. That crease, yeah. That Mm -hmm. kind of, I guess it's kind of gotten dry rotted, Mm -hmm. so so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to store napkins folded or any linen folded if you can help it. Wow. Flat is best if possible so on something small like handkerchiefs it's easier to do um on some things you may have i mean like a large tablecloth you will have to fold them some right but you want to reduce it as much as possible rolling is best okay yeah so if you so if you had a stack of you know you would open them out a hand towels Mm -hmm. and just roll them up roll them off roll them up Marie and then Kondo you don't would be to... so proud. She that's, that's how you're supposed to do that's your socks right. and she things. She does do so. that. She, all the little undies and exactly. little foundation garments are all rolled up. Yes. The socks paired so and good. rolled up. So, yeah. Well, is there anything else that you would just love to add into the linen discussion? This has been a really, really good education. I don't think linens. so. I just would say get them and use them. Yes. And maybe you want, if it's something that was your grandmother's and it was her handkerchief on her wedding day obviously you're probably not going to use that one save that but you know otherwise go out and buy them go to those estate sales they're Mm -hmm. all a dollar a piece people are getting rid of them in droves yeah and you are it is more eco friendly if that's something that interests you at all they're more charming they've got more character and I don't know that you can go into a big box store and get a napkin for a dollar. You know, I don't think so. I think oh, they're three not. and four and five and six. Uh, you know, and if you go to a pottery barn and higher end places, you know, um, even more. Yeah. So you know, it, they're budget friendly. They have so much more charm and character, and Absolutely. they're kind of conversation starters when yeah, you have people over. Right. So yeah. Well, I just had a couple more thoughts. One yeah. was um, for the people who are intimidated by the thought of they don't know a lot or whatever, just start somewhere. Like even if you're a minimalist and you don't want to own a bunch of things, just get, you know, one lovely one. tablecloth. That's right. Or one. one lovely Well, something. and if you're really using it, it's you, it appeals to a minimalist. You know, That's I right. tell you for the bath towels that I use personally now I don't do this for my husband and sons they've got regular bath towels I personally use the old French bath towels that are made out of do you really yes wow they are so absorbent they're dreamy now they're smaller you know than what we think of as an average bath towel today in modern the modern world but you do see them around and I assume they're French but um, they could be English or whatever but they just feel like a dream coming nice. out of a bath or a shower. And I have a stack of them. That's what I use for myself yeah, for that. coming out of the bath. So, you know, you don't. if you're a minimalist, that's fine. Use them. And they 
are so much cleaner. You know, you uh-huh. feel like they're really, you know, loop towels. It's like, mm, you know, you start smelling them after a while, and it's like, mm, sure do. smelling musty. Yes. Yes. But a flat weave linen nice. or cotton. High-end cotton. High, yeah. yeah. That French towel that's 100 years old with a monogram. Use it as it was intended. That's right. Out of the bath. So, you know, you minimalists don't even have to worry about it because you need bath towels anyway. That's so. right. Yeah. And the other thing I was thinking is if you don't know where to start, it, get your dad something this week for Father's Day. Get some hankies. Like, that's I right. think that's such I a sweet I love a gift. man with a hanky. Yeah. Oh, my father yeah. always carries a hanky. Too. Yeah. And I just yeah. love that. If I sneezed, he pulled that he thing pulled out. He pulled that right out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. That's... And you can find those at estate sales, too, mm-hmm. monograms. So, mm-hmm. so charming. Well, this is just almost a glimmer, really, of Laura <laughs> and her sort of wealth of knowledge she has for things Southern. So... Um, what would be a good place for people like to connect with you or to kind of see what you're up to? Well, I post a lot. I have a YouTube channel, and I've kind of not filmed for a while. I'll tell you the truth. Okay. It's been maybe six months. And I have a blog, and I haven't written as much on it either. It's been a couple of months. But I really post all the time on Instagram. Okay. So you can find me on Instagram, and my Instagram name is Laura. Stockett Roberts. Okay. And that's just my full name, S T O C K E T T Roberts. Okay. And find me on Instagram and I post things all the time and sometimes I'll have little stories, Instagram stories about frying okra or <laughs> I love it. Washing linens. I've put I think I put something about washing linens on my Instagram stories and I've archived them so you can see good so, good. Yeah. All right. Well y'all go follow Laura and um And if you're new to her and Read her blog. She's yes, got some yes, things go on read. there that you're yes, going to want to see right. as and The well. blog and the YouTube channel are both called Portrait of the South. I, I started hashtagging things on Instagram, Portrait of the South, I think five or six years ago. Because there's just, there really is a lot of diversity in the South. And yes. I think people assume we're more homogenous than we are. And the South is diverse as pictures, portraits, you know, mm-hmm. just everyone's face. And mm-hmm. we just are far more diverse um than people think yeah so i started hashtagging things like what is your portrait of the south you know like what is your picture of the south like what do you see and um so i started using that hashtag and so when i started a youtube channel i just named it portrait of the south i thought well i won't have to think about that it'll be easy to come up with a name that's good (laughs) so good well we like to um use a new sign off that we have created so i will say to you laura peace be with you and then Lainey will say, and also with y'all. And also with y'all. Oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been the most fun. You oh my are gosh. Welcome back to the table for sure. For oh, sure. I've got lots of thoughts. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good week. We'll see you here next time. <laughs>